On this episode of Two Eyed Seeing, we're going to be talking about blood sugar balance, what that means for our weight, especially when we carry too much weight, and we will touch a little bit on emotional eating. So just fair warning for anyone that does have emotional eating issues, you may want to either wait on this episode or choose another episode just so that you have fair warning ahead of time if that's a triggering topic for you. Hello, Sago, and welcome. You're listening to Two-Eyed Seeing, bridging the Western and Indigenous understanding of health, healing, and life. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Connors, naturopathic doctor and birth doula and knowledge seeker of Mohawk and European ancestry. Each week, I will be bringing you information about health and wellness from both perspectives so we can learn and grow together as we journey through life on this place we call Earth and Turtle Island. Welcome to another episode of Two-Eyed Seeing. As I mentioned in the intro piece, we will be talking a lot more about weight and blood sugar and how that all ties together and a little bit about my own emotional eating journey and what that has meant for me as a, as a fellow human being who also struggles with these things and uh, how that has played a role in how I approach this particular issue in my practice with my patients and I will talk a little bit more about my program that I have developed for patients that struggle with this issue, which is Saratoga Weight Solution. So I think where we will start is what is really going on with blood sugar and why does this topic matter? And it's important in terms of understanding it better. Some, most of you probably know the basics of blood sugar in terms of we know that that's typically something that we worry about if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic but what we should actually be understanding is that this is an important topic for all of us in terms of our overall health. And I will explain why this is important. So we know when we eat something that is going to have an impact on our blood sugar levels. So what our blood sugar is doing in response to the food that we eat. However, we only typically usually worry about that, like I said, in relation to diabetics. But what we should really be talking about is how we can make this more of a something we focus on more regularly because it really does tie in very tightly for those of us who struggle with weight and weight issues and carrying excess weight. When our blood sugar levels are way out of balance, so that means it's spiking and dipping on a regular basis. So if you've ever looked at kind of a rough graph even of how how blood sugar levels will typically look, you see either these spikes and valleys or this nice kind of gentle roll. I typically describe it as more of a wave where blood sugar is raising a little bit and then lowering a little bit and raising and lowering. Generally speaking, for a healthy individual, what we want to see is that is more of that gentle wave as opposed to these spikes or mountains and valleys in terms of that graph. And what that typically means is whether our bodies are being driven by sugar and the desire for sugar. So if you have more of that peak and valley type of graph, then that means what's happening is you get this increase of sugar, this increase of glucose really, really fast, and then it dips down later on. And when you have that dip, you run the risk of becoming what we call hypoglycemic 
meaning that your blood sugar levels are really low. And when they dip drastically like that, what the body does is it recognizes that it needs more fuel. And from the body's perspective, all it cares about is getting more fuel quickly. It doesn't care about what type, it just needs fuel quickly. And the quickest, easiest, most utilizable source is sugar or glucose because the body can utilize that energy very, very quickly. So then it's happy. But what ends up happening if we're continually riding this spike and wave, uh, sorry, spike and, and valley type of pattern is our body continually craves more sugar. And we fall into this, what we are really looking at now, this sugar addiction that most of us face on a day-to-day -day basis because we're continually craving sugar and we're craving more sugar because this whole loop that we end up in is continually driving us to want more sugar because we're never in a state or very rarely in a state where things are more balanced so that we don't crave that sugar so strongly. So one of the things that I talk to my patients a lot about and something that I talk about in Saratoga Weight Solution is how we can balance out those peaks and valleys so that they are more like a gentle wave throughout the day. And over time, what that does is it reduces the impact that that sugar craving has on our body. And within about anywhere between a week and 10 days, sometimes two weeks for certain people, but generally between a week and 10 days, if we're eating more of a balanced diet where we're getting more fiber, more protein, more healthy fat, then that sugar craving isn't quite as strong as it would have been previously. And this is the thing we can do to really make an impact on moving in the right direction in terms of balancing out our blood sugar and then what that also has an impact on in terms of long term is we start to see the weight come down. We start to release those pounds that no longer serve us. Because what happens if we're continually eating more and more sugar or things that turn into sugar very quickly is the body can only utilize so much fuel at a time. And when we live in a day and age where we have easy access to food 24 seven, you can literally order a pizza or something from you know, your closest drive-in place, you know, in the middle of the night nowadays in most places, it's far too easy to access these foods that are calorie dense and typically lower nutrient density. So what that ends up meaning is we're consuming more calories and the body is driven to store more things as fat and continuing to build on those fat cells because it can only use so much fuel at a time. So that sugar influx ends up being funneled into the muscles as much as it can, but once the muscles have been satiated, and for example, for the average North American who's relatively sedentary or extremely sedentary, you're not really exercising or moving all that much in a day, your typical daily caloric requirement is not that high. So all these things add up together to create more weight. And for those of us that um, struggle with this, we tend to create more and more situations where we're just continuing to either put on more weight or 
at some point we do kind of stabilize a little bit more, but generally speaking, what ends up happening is we're carrying far more weight than what our frame is really meant to do. And then that creates a whole host of other issues in addition to diabetes. So we tend to talk about diabetes a lot, but it increases our risk for cardiovascular issues. So heart attacks and strokes, it can increase our risk for certain types of cancers. It can increase our risk of developing osteoarthritis and arthritic problems within our joints earlier on in age because we're carrying more weight on our frame. There's a whole host of things that become an issue in addition to the weight itself. And I can say this from personal experience and from working with patients, there's also the mental emotional impact in terms of how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our bodies, when we don't love our bodies, we don't like how we look in the mirror. And we develop these really unhealthy relationships with our body image. And I totally understand where you're coming from on that because this is something that I've had to work through myself in my own journey towards better health. And I've helped a lot of my patients to do very, very similar things. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, one of the things that I really struggled with, especially in my in my teens and my in, into my 20s, was this emotional eating pattern. And for a lot of us women, we tend to have something like this that we struggle with. And that just compounds the struggle that we have with weight and finding a healthy weight that's good for our frame and good for how we feel about our bodies. All of these things become important and we look at it in terms of becoming too focused on the simply the aesthetic and the way that we look. As much as that's important, it's also important to recognize that you are so worthy of loving yourself and loving your body. And I know that's a foreign concept for most of us, especially as women, because we've been bombarded with these images of what the perfect woman looks like from magazines, from advertising, from all these different media sources. We've been told for a very long time what the quote unquote perfect woman is supposed to look like instead of celebrating all the different colors and sizes and everything that encapsulates what we are and who we are as women. And so I feel like that's a very important part of the conversation that I want to bring both here and something that I also bring to my patients in my practice is how can we balance this idea of achieving healthy weight from a physical perspective, but then also changing that mental emotional picture so that we have a healthy relationship with our body in addition to that. I can tell you that when I struggled, and I still have days where I find myself falling into some of those emotional eating patterns, but I've developed strategies now so I can snap myself out of that much quicker than I used to. Because when I was younger, I was definitely one of those people that could sit and eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's in one night. And what would I do? I would hide it in the garbage so that my family couldn't see it, they couldn't find it. Obviously, you could see that I was gradually every year getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And at my heaviest, I was pushing almost 270 pounds. 
So I say this so that you can understand where I'm coming from and that I hear you and I understand how draining this is emotionally and how hard this is in so many different ways. And those who have not struggled with weight don't always get this. The caveat I will add to that though is it is absolutely your choice to continue to live this way. And I say that with absolute compassion for where you're coming from, because I had to have the same very hard conversation with myself in terms of asking myself, how much longer am I going to live this way? How much longer am I going to say that it's this, that, and the other thing that's preventing me from taking the steps I knew I needed to take to get to a healthier place? I knew all the things in terms of nutrition, in terms of all the exercise, all the things I needed to be doing from a physical standpoint to get to a healthier version of myself. I knew it all. I went to naturopathic college, for goodness sakes. I understood it on a mental, um, knowledgeable level. But the thing that I was missing, that I kept avoiding actually addressing, was the mental emotional aspect of what was driving all of this. And that is what I often see with most of my patients that I work with, and it's something we talk a lot about in Saratoga Weight Solution, is what is that other component, that mental emotional driver that is keeping you where you are. Something is keeping you safe for a reason. What is it? For me, it was I was unwilling to acknowledge the fact that I didn't love myself, that I let other people determine my worth. And that I carried with me from the time I was about 10 or 11 years old until pretty much the last year or two years of my life. I didn't acknowledge the fact that I let those who decided to bully me as a kid and make me feel less than then was still impacting my health and my life now because I let their stories determine my worth. I let their perspective decide how I felt and looked at myself. So I had to take a really hard internal look at self-love and how I could turn that around for myself. And I will admit, this is not easy work. This is not... You know, we're all looking for that magic bullet, that magic pill that's going to solve all of, our, all of our problems. I mean, the weight loss industry is billions of dollars worth of income every year because we're all looking for that magical solution. What I want you to really start to think about though, yes, of course, there's the practical strategies and that's part of the reason why we talked about blood sugar and blood sugar balancing and all those things towards the beginning of the episode. But the other piece, in addition to the strategy pieces, is the mental emotional component that needs to be addressed. And that is the part that I know is really challenging and really hard. And we're not all ready to face that part. But I can tell you both from personal experience and working with my patients that you will continue to ride that roller coaster, that yo-yo of releasing weight and regaining it and gaining more, as long as you continue to chase what is that missing strategy component. 
you need the strategy you need to yes of course you need to eat nutritious food you need to be eating things that are supporting your body you need to be moving you need to be exercising these are important pieces but what drives that is the habits and the stories and the beliefs that you have around who you are as a person and whether you actually believe that you're worth the effort. I know that's really hard to hear and I know that's really hard to think about, but I can promise you that on the other side of that breakdown, because that's what happened for me, I listened to this awesome book called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. And as I was listening to it and as I finished it, I listened to it on audiobook, I was in tears. I was crying. I was bawling my eyeballs out. What I can tell you that was on the other side of that breakdown, though, was the breakthrough. I realized what I had been doing over and over and over again to myself and started to realize where I needed to make the change. So that was what it was for me. I'm not saying it's the exact same thing for you, but I know from doing the work that I do and knowing that how most of us as women perceive ourselves, this is a common story for most of us as women. It's I wish it wasn't as common as it is, but it is. And so what I want to hopefully encourage you in this episode is to stop and think, where am I struggling? Where is this coming from? What's actually lying underneath the story I keep telling myself that, oh, I just don't have the willpower. Oh, I just can't seem to stick to anything. Oh, I just can't fill in the blank. Let's leave those stories in the dust where they belong and start to look at how we can actually build a better future by combining both the strategy pieces in terms of the nutritious eating and the exercise with the parts that are actually going to sustain that. Because I can tell you, again, from personal experience and working with my patients, it's when you start to change these other pieces that you're probably not even thinking about right now in terms of your habits, in terms of the stories you're telling yourself, in terms of your self-talk on a daily basis, that that's the piece that's probably actually holding you back. Yes, of course, there's situations where we struggle with thyroid health, our thyroid can be off, um, our hormones can be off. There can be a whole number of things from a physiological perspective that are contributing to difficulties with releasing weight. And I say releasing and not loss because this is another piece that I talk to my patients about a lot of the time is look at the language that you're using. How the brain interprets hearing the word loss is that you lost something. So when you say, oh, I lost 20 pounds, how the brain hears that is that you lost something and now it needs to go and find it because you're not meant to lose things. That's how the brain, how the subconscious mind interprets that. And so is it really any wonder that we hear people say all the time, oh, I was able to lose X number of pounds, but then I gained it back and then some. The brain helped you by going and finding the so-called lost weight and finding ways to bring it back. So you see, there's so many other pieces to potentially be looking at in addition to 
the calories and how we look at things in terms of different dietary strategies that also need to be addressed just as much, if not more so, than the nutrition and the exercise because you all know that that's an important piece. You're all intelligent people. You know that this needs to happen. So why aren't you doing it? What is it that's actually stopping you from doing the things you know you need to do? I can tell you it's likely one or multiple of these other pieces that you either didn't know you needed to look at or you have chosen not to, whether on the conscious or subconscious level, you've decided to not address it yet. But that's the beauty of that, is you can stop the story from repeating and you can choose a new one. You can always choose a new way and a new path forward. With that, I will leave it there for now, give you some things to think about, some pieces to look at and consider. If this is something that you struggle with yourself and you know you need some help to make those next steps forward, then please do reach out to me and talk to me. This is something I do in my practice all the time in terms of supporting my patients. And this is something that we can really get you moving forward with. Or you should also be talking to a practitioner in your local area that you feel comfortable with that also understands these pieces and can help you in terms of putting together the physical needed strategies as well as the mental emotional strategies. Well, I hope this is something that you take as a helping hand. I know it's really not easy to hear this piece and it's really hard to stop and take a hard look in the mirror, but it's so important if you've decided that what's important to you is living a healthy life. We need to look at this in more depth and have these conversations so that we can start to actually shift forward in the direction of better health. Because if we leave it alone and we don't address it in more depth, then we are going to repeat the patterns that we've repeated in most of our cases for years. And I can tell you both from personal experience and working with my patients, that has been the case for me and that has been the case for them as well, is that we get stuck in these patterns and repeat them over and over again with no apparent look of improving in the near future unless we actually start to do things differently than we have in the past. So with that, I hope you have a really good day. If there's anything I can do to help you, to support you, please do reach out to me. I'm always here to support you guys and uh, I will be putting up information about the program if you happen to be local or outside of the local area, so that would be Ontario in my case, then you can still have access to the program if that's something that you think would be helpful for you. And with that, I hope you have a really wonderful day and I will see you guys again on the next episode of Two-Eyed Seeing. See you next time. Bamapi. Thank you, Nyawa, for listening to Two-Eyed Seeing. Leave me a comment, and if you feel called to, please leave a review in iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. If you have questions about the episode or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please reach out to me at www.sarahconnorsnd.com. <laughs>